growing green to generate more green. Welcome to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. Each week we plant the conversational seeds about cultivation and the changing climate of cannabis culture. We'll peel back the layers of benefits of the world's most versatile plant, from food to fuel, from remedy to resource. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Grow Show with your host, multi-award winning grow master and respected cannabis consultant, Kyle Cushman. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. Today's show is microscopic in nature. The smallest big benefit you can give your garden is to inoculate it with beneficial organisms. Beneficial microbes and fungi are part of the living root soil food web and are a simple and economical addition to your gardening system, which will increase growth rates while reducing your garden's requirements for nutrients and water, so you can get the same or better results while using less resources. On today's show, I've invited two guests, both of whom are experts in the application of beneficial organisms to improve your agricultural experience and yields. Their company, Supreme Growers, produced my favorite compost tea alternative, an instant microbial tea which comes in several formulas to suit your garden's needs. It's truly my pleasure to introduce Stephen Blackburn. He's a 36-year-old entrepreneur and the founder of Supreme Growers. Steve's passion for agriculture is why I invited him on the show today. He desires to educate everyone about sustainable lifestyles, protecting and restoring our ecosystem by improving the health of our soils, and using natural solutions whenever possible is his mantra. He spent a lot of time with world-renowned agronomists visiting farms in North and Central America as well as Africa. And Steve's basically a family man who loves the earth. Hi, Steve. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate you having us on the show. Yeah, thanks very much. And also with us today is Supreme Growers Chief Chemist, Tim McCormick. Tim's background is all about horticulture, growing up in his family's greenhouse. Now, he's a young 24-year-old agricultural consultant who majored in chemistry at the University of of Ohio State. After school, he started working for Supreme Growers and spearheaded their indoor gardening branch. He also runs his consulting company and a medical marijuana collective in California. I know him to be extremely knowledgeable on everything microbial, which is exactly what we'll be talking about here today. How's it going, Tim? It could not be going better, Kyle. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, guys, thanks for being here. This is a really fascinating and very deep subject we're talking about today. But it's so crucial to have at least a basic understanding of how living soil works. So I'm going to have you guys, the experts, I'm just a plebe in this arena, explain to our listeners why it's so important to have a soil that's rich in beneficial microbes, bacteria, and fungi, and also how easy it is to install and maintain that living root soil food web, as it's called. I definitely don't call myself an expert at uh, beneficials, and I'm sure I'm going to learn something today, so I'm going to ask a lot of questions. So the listeners get a real scientific answer to what makes this stuff so important. So to start off, what's the difference between beneficial bacteria and beneficial fungi? Bacteria and fungi vary in um, the way that they're, they're made up, the cellular structure. Beneficial bacteria are, are, are prokaryote organisms, so they don't have like a central, a central nucleus, a central cell. But fungi have a central nuclei, so they're called a, a eukaryote organism. Um, so it's just there's two separate t- types of organisms that are both beneficial for the plant and have both symbiotic and uh, mutual relationships between the two. Are all beneficials there to do the same thing, or do they have specialties? Most of them have specialties, like uh, like the the endomycorrhizae, um, uh, the Guamus and pteridaces. Um, it it provides an intercellular uh, relationship with the plant, and so it can directly inject nutrients inside the the plant's roots. Um, whereas 
beneficial bacteria like uh, Bacillus subtilis is better at solubilizing, solubilizing or um, uh, preventing other bad bacteria or bad fungi to be inside the soil. No, the way ahead, I like please. to think about it, there are millions of different plants that have been growing throughout the evolution of our Earth. And these plants have had a lot of different interactions with lots of different types of microbes, and they've been able to develop with each other. This is the symbiotic relationship that you're talking about. When you think about microbes and, and, and the trichoderma, there's a lot of different aspects that are going on there. So, Tim, is there a quick, concise explanation of the difference between endo and ectomycorrhizal? Endo is, means intracellular, so it means that the fungi is going to penetrate the cell walls of the plant's roots. Ectomycorrhizae are the fungi that forms on roots that have a very, very strong outer wall, so the cell wall of the root structure, so like uh, shrubs and trees. So the, the mycorrhizae can't, can't penetrate the cell walls, but it forms a sheath. They're also ectomycorrhizae is also called sheath fungi, and it creates a sheath around the roots to deliver all the nutrients and to create that symbiotic relationship. Is it important to have a consortium of both? Depends on your garden. Some people like to grow shrubs with their annual flowers. Annual flowers like to have more endo uh, mycorrhizal relationships. It wouldn't form a relationship with ectomycorrhizae. So that's why it's important when you're having a, a very plant-specific crop like we have in this industry to focus on the endomycorrhizae because that's really the only mycorrhizae that actually forms a relationship with this very specific plant. That's what I was. That's the answer that I was trying to 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 worm out of you. There is that the endomycorrhizal Perfect. is all that we need, and the ecto is kind of uh, is unnecessary. Is that correct? Perfect. So yes, absolutely. Which of the beneficial bacteria and fungi do we continuously want to inoculate with, and which of them are the one-shot inoculations? Well, you want to really, to keep applying, you really want to keep a nice colony of bacteria in there to keep solubilizing everything inside your organic soil, to keep breaking down the organic matter into a form that the plants can absorb it in. Um, so you want to always keep a strong bacterial colony inside, uh, in, inside the, the rhizosphere, the, the root zone of the plant, which is why we always recommend the, the once-a-week compost teas. Um, but as far as, like, um, the one-shot approach, you can definitely use, the like, our mycoblast. Um, it has very concentrated... Uh, amounts of endomycorrhizae. So you can put have one application down and have the have the, the mycorrhizae last the whole the whole growth. So you only need to have it's, it's a single application formula. So you only have to have one application to see the benefits throughout the whole grow. Right. Do beneficial microbes have a life cycle or is it is it perpetual? Um they definitely have a life cycle. The bacteria will go you inoculate bacteria the bacteria will go through and chew down all the organic matter and then they'll immobilize it. They'll contain it inside the cells. And then they'll continue to feed, and then they'll, they'll mineralize it. So there'll be some excess that, the, that bleeds off that the plant will be able to absorb. But the plant can't absorb the nutrition from the bacteria unless the bacteria die. So when the bacteria die, they release the bioavailable nutrition to your plant. And then, of course, you have more new cells of bacteria constantly going through that cycle of consuming organic matter, providing nutrition for your plant, dying. Uh, see, I absolutely knew I was going to learn stuff here today. This is so cool. Oh, wow. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to list off a few of the benefits of, of the living root soil food web, the, uh, uh, the, the beneficial microbes. And then I want you to fill in uh, the ones that I've left out, obviously. Now, everybody's heard of nitrogen-fixing bacteria. Everybody's heard that bacteria... Uh, will consume dead root mass, keep your, keep your roots clean, um, that they help to transport nutrients to the plant, 
those are really the main ones that I can think of. Can you can you add a few benefits that that I didn't throw in there? That, yes, absolutely. Um, there's also it helps protect your garden from bad bacteria and bad fungi. So all the, so, so if you get root rot really bad because your soil is always moist, applications of compost seeds, application of beneficial microbes can can occupy the soil. So bad bacteria like Pythium or like Phytophthora, which is another bad fungi for your roots, they, they don't have any room to live inside your soil. It also can be a preventative, um, so you don't have to use Eagle 20 or all, all of those synthetic harmful pesticides to get rid of different diseases. Very good. Yes, I agree. We've been getting some really good information there from your chemist, and he obviously has learned a lot in the school. So I'm this one's a little bit uh, just more on application side, so I was going to ask you, Steve, can you okay. tell me, can you inoculate a hydroponic gardening system? When you're growing hydroponically, you want to make sure there's a lot of oxygen in your water system. Um, the, uh, the microbes, and, and uh, they need to have oxygen uh, to be able to stuff up, and if you don't have that in there, they, they won't survive it. Okay, so how, how would you go by, about applying the beneficials to a hydroponic system, same as you would as a root trench? You just mix it in with your nutrient solution? Well, you know, when you have a hydroponic system, uh, when you're using microbes, uh, are you going to flush your system out or are you going to try to recirculate with your system? Um, when you're applying microbes, uh, uh, I would recommend that you uh, flush your systems out after they run and, and go ahead and refill your reservoirs and, and keep it on your cycle. Right, so then you you do you run it in right with your normal watering on a on a uh, weekly basis, and then you want to flush and clean to make sure that all your irrigation is clean. All right, cool. Well, we've been learning a lot here about beneficial microbes. We have a lot more to talk about. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. 
Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome, everybody, back to The Grow Show. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. We're here today talking about beneficial microbes and a living root soil food web for your garden. I have two guests with me, Steve Blackburn and Tim McCormick from Supreme Growers. I have a few more questions here for you guys. Uh, First to start off with, I'd like to know, to brew or not to brew? That is the question. Well, you know, a lot of people love their brews, and they're very proud of their brews, and they should be. You know, a, a, you know, a, a good microbial brew, you know, makes a big difference in, in the quality of your grow and how your plants thrive. So, uh, there's a lot of people that love their own recipes, and the biggest thing that we hear from them is they have to reclean their vortex machine a couple times over. It takes a couple of days to brew, so it, it's a lot of work, and. Uh, we thought, how could we give that same quality brew that make it simple? And that's how we came out with, with, with what we're doing. Absolutely. I'm all on the side of simplicity. Um, of course, quality and efficacy has to be there, but that's why I created Vega Matrix, you know, to make things easier for people to not have to mix 9 or 10 or 12 ingredients to do what you need to do. So we're kind of on the same team there. Uh, do you have anything you want to add to that, Steve? I, 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 I agree. I believe that uh, our product line would work amazing with your product line just because of how they're built. Um, when you have uh, organic or natural inputs and you're throwing in lots of beneficial microbes, um, it's a recipe for success. It makes growing it really, really easy. It makes you look really, really good. It is. And like, like Tim said, you know, I'm, I'm not one for trying to get the whole world to think that everybody should use Vega Matrix. I don't ever discourage people that like to make their own nutrients. If you want to bubble a bucket of nettle and comfrey at home and, and make up your own <laughs> veganic nutrients or you uh, want to culture your own bacteria, we're going to encourage that. You know, Self-sufficiency is, is a wonderful thing, especially when it comes to gardening and uh, agriculture. So we're not here to discourage anybody who's doing their own thing. We're just trying to provide uh, simple choices to make life easier for people who don't have a lot of spare room and don't live in the country and may live in a high-rise apartment and only have a little small garden to grow, a small closet to grow in or something, for example. So these are all very, very beneficial additions to the the arsenal that people have for for indoor gardening and outdoor gardening. So let me ask, what's the best way – to apply beneficials, and how often should you reapply? Well, I think the first thing you want to establish is your mycorrhizal columns. You want to get inoculated. You want to inoculate your plant. Um, you know, if you're coming from a seed, you know, we would tell you this the seeds and, and the mycorrhizae. Um, and if you're going from cuttings, when, when your roots starting to grow, dip them into a mycorrhizae batch because once that colony gets established, it will grow with that root structure. Is it affected at all by uh, cycling the plants through wet-dry cycles? 
Um, well, you know, Tim, do you want to answer that one? Um, yeah, um, um, it actually helps retain water, ha- allow water retention around your roots. So when you have a dry cycle, the, the, the mycorrhizae actually helps retain water around your roots so your roots don't get stressed out from the lack of water. So it's like a secondary water system for, for, your, for, your, for your plants. That makes sense. So is there... Yeah. Is there a uh, is there a level at which that you'll know like if if your plants have wilted a little bit, is that beneficial colony still alive or has has it wilted as well? It, it's definitely hurt. It's injured, so you do want to kind of revamp it, which is why, like you see in our in our, our compost tea alternative, the the super micro tea, you see that also has endomycorrhizae along with the bacteria that you're constantly applying to help keep refurbishing that that already established mycorrhizal colony. So you get you keep a nice strong strong colony of beneficial fungi all throughout your whole grow. So here's a here is a uh, tougher question to answer. In a in a short answer, but I'm I'm, I'm going to see if you can tackle it, Tim. Can you <laughs> All right. can can you can you give us a, a short definition of the living root soil food web? It starts with the matter itself, the dead matter. The bacteria comes in and consumes it. It then solubilizes it. Um, the bacteria die by archaea. Archaea, um, archaea is like an organism like bacteria. Um, that can be consumed the bacteria or, or arthropods, um, like a beetle larva. Um, they'll consume the bacteria. It will mineralize. Um, it will help release the bioavailable nutrition. Then the arthropods get consumed by all its larger insects, and then those get recycled back into the dead organisms, the native chitin bacteria, release chitin, and trichoderma, and all these other organisms release chitin, keep degrading everything. So everything just keeps cycling back inside itself. So is that, how, is that close to what you're asking? It, no, that's perfect. That's that's great. I, I got the whole uh, vision in in my mind here of all those little tiny nasty little bugs crawling around. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so quickly, my my question is now: I've been a soil gardener and an organic gardener for ninety percent of my gardening career. I have dabbled with hydroponics and aeroponics and deep well. How is how is that fit into the hydroponic water culture? Because you don't have all of this decaying matter and you don't have all these different little organisms, trichoderma, such, and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it makes it, you have, to, you have to use the properties of the organisms themselves. Um, bacteria uh, live on what we call biofilm. Um, and this is a film that the, the bacteria reach a, a, a slime and it starts plating on top of each other. And so the bacteria lay on the slime and the bacteria starts layering on top of each other. And, and so bacteria naturally sticks, it's naturally slimy. So they make this, they make this nice film wherever they colonize and it allows, to, it allows them to trap minerals freely floating that are, are crazily abundant inside hydroponic uh, reservoirs. So it allows the minerals to stick to the to the bacterial colonies, and allows the plant to to slowly pull these minerals instead of having the minerals be able to wash away. So bacteria literally keep it sticky, so oh. they can allow your plant to absorb the minerals and keep the minerals around the root zone around excuse me around the root zone longer. So beneficials so, are just as important in a so, hydroponic system as they are in soil. Absolutely, one hundred percent. In fact, they can even reduce. They can even reduce your fertilizer inputs by up to twenty five percent if you have a nice colony of bacteria constantly there. Very cool. Very cool. 
Uh, I, I heard you mention the term biofilm, and that's really important yeah. because I was going to bring that up, and I think I've been using that term incorrectly. I, I've been using the term biofilm to describe when you uh, foliar spray uh, a compost tea or, or beneficials that have been dissolved in water on the exterior of the plant, on the, the phyllotaxy of the plants, the leaves of the mm-hmm. plants. And I called that a biofilm, and I would, I would, I, I profess that that is like providing the plants with a uh, secondary immune system, just like it does in the roots. Now you've got them on the leaves, and if a mold spore, for example, should happen to come in and fly and land on that leaf, and you have a beneficial colony of beneficials living there, well, before it has a chance to. The, the mold spore to propagate, it's going to be consumed by the beneficials. Is that a correct assumption? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, you want, you, most of the times you want to mix your, uh, if you're going to pull your tray beneficials, you want to mix it with the fulvic acid. So the stomata, so the stomas inside the plant open up to allow all the minerals and things from your, from your biofilm that it holds that you brew, um, into the actual leaves. Oh, that just might. As much as a secondary yeah. film. That just it might be the tip of the whole show right there. Is that when spray? <laughs> what about calling? What about calling it a biofilm? Is that is that a misnomer or is that okay? Do you think? I I would consider it okay. I mean, you're you're spraying bacteria. Bacteria creating that nat, that natural film, that natural stickiness that that they naturally that properties of bacteria naturally are, um, and it provides an, an almost an extracellular membrane to the plant. Great because well, bacteria. So- so that's the tip of the show right here for me is to use a little fulvic acid in with your foliar spray when you spray on the biofilm to how – did, how did you say put it? What does it do for the stomata? It opens it up. It, it, the, the, there's a, uh, two cells around the holes on the leaves of the plant, and they're called guard cells, and they tell the guard cells to open up. It's oh, like that's opening so- up the doorway to allow the minerals in. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. Thank you for that. Well, listen, guys, uh, we're going to take our second and final break for the show here, and we're going to come back with Great Grows. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network, CannabisRadio.com. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to The Grow Show. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. And now it's time for Great Grows, 
where we try to give some practical growing tips that anyone can appreciate, no matter how you cultivate. Even though we've been talking about that for the whole show, that is, how to cultivate, well, I mean, a living soil is the best advice any of us can give. Sometimes we might talk about serious shit that isn't about growing. Probably not, anyways. Um, (laughs) So, what I want to talk about is when to feed more or when to feed less. So, plants you know, are a pretty static living organism. They, they only have so many faces that they can put on to show you whether they want more food or less food. And so observation is the key. Daily observation and making notes, mental notes as well as written notes as to whether your plants, you think they're happy or not. And for me, the happiest plants are always the ones with the leaves raised the highest to the ceiling. If your plants are praying, you know they're happy, Right? One thing that I notice is that if my plants have been uh, with the leaves praying every day when I come into the garden and I come in one day and they're not quite praying and they're kind of a little bit more uh, sagging, for me in Vega Matrix, that generally means that it's time for a rinse because we've been feeding with every watering. And that's where knowing what you put in is very important and keeping a calendar of your daily events and such. Because you know if you've been feeding at a constant rate that the plants are full up. So if they start to say uncle a little bit, it's time for a little rinse. If on the other hand, you've been using some other kind of feeding schedule where you've been feeding intermittently, it's very possible that they're asking for more food. So, you know, this is the, this is the, this is the tricky part about physical indicators from your plants. It, it, it takes a little practice to, to know when they need more or when they need less. Um, either of you guys have a tip or two about to tell when your plants need more or less food? Uh, yeah. The, you know, one of the conversations that I was having just the other day um, was about how much can you really feed your plant. And it was explained to me that it's, it's really a balance of the microbial life in your soil and the amount of nutrition that's going through. So if you have a really, really strong, healthy microbial life going a food web in your soil, that plant can actually absorb and take a lot more nutrients. Right. And, and it also has – basically what you're describing is, is growth rate and um, rate of photosynthesis. And when you have a high rate of photosynthesis, you're obviously going to go through more water and you're going to go through more nutrients. So it's somewhat ruled by the overall health of the garden – and the rate of photosynthesis, which is driven by either your lights or the sun. And, and, and a few other tips that I'd like to mention is, you know, maybe it might seem obvious to, to, to some, but not to others, is, you know, tipping of the leaves. And when you see uh, anything other than green on your leaves, there's some kind of indication that something is wrong. And it does take quite a bit of uh, experience to be able to diagnose exactly what that is. But again, so if you see tip burning, generally that's an indication that you're overfeeding something. And typically, if it's the very tips of the leaves, it's probably going to be nitrogen. And if it's the serrated edges of your leaves, it's very probably going to be your micronutrients. Uh, Either you're overdoing the micronutrients or you're overdoing the calcium magnesium. Uh, Another indicator would be uh, blotchy 
ye- uh, what starts as yellow discoloration turns to brown and uh, then turns mottled, that would be an indication that your plants actually need more calcium or magnesium and or uh, other micronutrients. Do you guys have a, a suggestion or two about what you would see if your plants needed more food? Absolutely. Um, especially the, 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 the cannabis plant, it's especially prone to having calcium and magnesium deficiencies. It's a high feeder of both. Um, peppers are more, mainly a high feeder of magnesium. Tomatoes are mainly a high feeder of calcium. Cannabis it happens to be both. So like you said, you'll either see blotching on the leaves usually, um, like you said, like brown, almost modded dots. Um, that's usually calcium, or you'll see like uh, start yellow striping intravenously in between the veins, and that would be a magnesium deficiency. Um, those are the main two I see, um, and also the nitrogen deficiency is not having enough nitrogen kicked into flour. Um, they go, you know, four to six weeks, and I have a nitrogen deficiency, which is like a pale gradient yellow across the leaf. So right. at those times, I would just tell you kind of what you need to what you need to feed it, and then what proportions and how how drastic it is. I. You know, I used to do a lot of foliar feeding back in my uh, earlier days of gardening, and I don't do quite so much anymore. I only use it as kind of a uh, a remedy if the plants are not looking really good. Mm-hmm. But if you see those those uh, symptoms that you just described, such as uh, striping of the leaves, uh, a really good remedy is a, a quick spray with a calcium magnesium, a little dose of calcium magnesium in there. And you can see a greening up really quick. And sometimes what I like to do is just throw in a little bit of just a little touch of nitrogen as well and maybe just a touch Mm -hmm. of seaweed to put in uh, a rounded out with all of the uh, micronutrients and uh, a little bit of extra uh, growth hormones in there. And that makes a nice little foliar feed for your plants that are showing a little bit of stress. Um, Yeah. Especially add some folic acid to that and you have like a, a, a winning product. Fulvic acid, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Fulvic acids uh, are a really uh, important part of the garden, uh, of the nutrient regimen, and that's why I've included both humic and fulvic acid complexes in Vega Matrix. Uh, If you Mm -hmm. do purchase uh, fulvic acid um, for using as a foliar spray or as an augmentative, I have a couple that I'd like to recommend, and the, the first is from BioAg, and um, you guys also have a fulvic supplement, don't you? Uh, it's actually in our, uh, our soil blast, our, our bacterial product. Um, so it's, it's, we have fulvic, humic, and, uh, fulvic and humic acids and also ascophyllum kelp with our, uh, our microbial products. So you can foliar spray soil blast, um, get that nice biofilm that you talked about, and also get fulvic acid. So you can mix that in with any type of CalMag or any type of micronutrient cocktail you'd like. Very nice. That is really good. Well, guys, I think we're getting close to the end of the show. So um, I want to give each of you a second to just uh, say uh, where people can find you at and just give a shout out for your businesses. And um, so why don't you go ahead? Go first, Steve. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you for having us on the show. You know, we, uh, we love what you do. We love the way you grow. And... Um, you know, uh, we are found uh, in trying to get to uh, indoor hydro stores all across the country right now. Uh, we are in new stores every single day. If you don't see us in the store that you grow uh, and, and, and buy your things from, tell them to uh, bring us in. We're happy yes. to uh, 
Supreme Growers has become my favorite instant tea. And I love it. It's completely soluble, which is my favorite thing. It dissolves really easily, and it has a pleasant odor as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pretty Tim, cool. where can we find you? Yes. I'm right now, I'm up in, uh, in Northern California with Mendocino County, so I'm servicing Northern California right now. So uh, I just went to, I think we just got into a store out in Fort Bragg, and we just did Customer Appreciation Day out in uh, Fort Bragg. So I'm, I'm all around Northern California. So um, I'm out here with my consultation company, uh, Contrast Consultation, uh, repping Supreme Growers and trying to get Supreme Growers in as many places as we can um, to get the power of microbials in people's hands. Cool. So... so- Contrast Contrast Consulting. Do you have a uh, a website for that? Uh, yeah, uh, contrastconsultation.com. Beautiful. And the website for Supreme mm-hmm. Growers is supremegrowers.com. Well, Absolutely. I want to thank you guys for being here. You guys were great. And we are out of time. So I would like to thank the producers for making this show possible. And make sure to check out my website, kylecushman.com, where you can find out where to follow me on social media, my upcoming events, subscribe to my newsletter, and a whole lot more. You can find new episodes of The Grow Show by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio very soon. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. And as always, please stay lifted. The opinions expressed on this Cannabis Radio Network program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff or management of Cannabis Radio Network. Any rebroadcast or retransmission without proper consent of the Cannabis Radio Network is prohibited.